It's opening night in the NHL. What do Dave and I think is going to happen over the next few months? Who's going to win the division? Who's going to score the most goals in the league? How's Connor Bedard going to fare in his rookie season? All of those answers coming up on today's edition of the Lockdown Lease Podcast, part of Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into the Locked On Leafs podcast, a daily Maple Leafs centric podcast hosted by myself, Mike DiStefano, and my co-host Dave Morissuti. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, uh, create an account, and use the code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Speaking of Game Time, we got uh, we got games tonight, pal. I wonder if any of our listeners use the Game Time app to buy some of these tickets if they're potentially living in one of these cities, whether you're in Vegas or you're out in Pittsburgh, Tampa, because uh, those are the three teams that uh, will be hosting other teams as the NHL has officially begins tonight. And let me tell you, man, they, they got themselves a pretty good triple header. Mm-hmm. Um, Nashville at Tampa, that game's at 5.30. Chicago at Pittsburgh with Bedard versus Crosby in prime time. Quite uh, the spicy matchup there. And then you'll see the banner raise at 10.30 as Vegas hosts the Seattle Kraken. Um, I'm excited for tonight, man. Like I, I know the Maple Leafs, they are not on opening night, which is kind of a bummer. Neither is Connor McDavid, by the way. So not having Matthews or McDavid playing on opening night, kind of lackluster, kind of silly. Like why you have Nashville, Tampa on night one doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, probably a Toronto, Tampa could be something you might want. Oh, they're not being Toronto, Montreal off that opening night. That's like a staple now. Well, then move it to Tuesday. Why is Tampa playing on night one? Like, who cares? Well, I guess we were doing this would have been a Vasilevsky Saros matchup on night one, not a Saros and Johansson night one. That's true. That's true. That's true. McDavid, though, could have been the 10 30 game against Vegas. Like, why is it McDavid on night? I think a Vegas Oilers like opening night. Have the banner raising when the Oilers are there. And have McDavid watch a banner go up that's not his, just fueling more anger that he hasn't won won one himself, just setting him up for a monstrous night and a monstrous season again. I think that was also a little bit of, uh, yeah, they missed the boat a little bit on a couple of these games. One they didn't miss the boat on, though, is the Chicago and Pitt game because that's marquee. That's what you want to see. Connor Bedard opening up his NHL career, number one pick against former number one pick and Sidney Crosby, eight o'clock primetime game. That's exactly what we want to see, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, Connor Bedard has spoken very highly of Sidney Crosby. It's kind of hard to not speak highly of Sidney Crosby at this point in his career. Yeah, he's kind of good. Yeah, he's done some good things in this league. He's done a few good things. And, you know, there's been a lot of buzz around Pittsburgh with uh, Dubas heading over there, right? And mm-hmm. so it's Eric it Carlson good. now, right? You know what he's did with the Eric Carlson trade. The Penguins are 
certainly a team that a lot of people are going to be keeping their eyes on. And like, you want to have Connor Bedard's first game be a noteworthy matchup, right? We don't want to see, you know, Chicago going up against, I'm trying to think of like a team in the division, like, like Minnesota or. Yeah. Or like Arizona. Yeah. (laughs) Could you imagine if the NHL actually made Connor Bedard make his NHL debut inside of mullet arena? Could you imagine like, Oh, I know they're dumb. They're not that dumb though, Dave. No, they're not that dumb. Um, but yeah, no, it is a good matchup. It's nice that you also are getting an Eastern Conference, Western Conference matchup. Like you usually don't see that. Like you're also getting that with uh, Nashville and Tampa. I don't mind that too. Um, I mean, I am surprised about the early start time for that for that Lightning Predators game. That was the only thing I yeah really realized i think it's just the staggered starts i think espn's yeah. got all three games i think it's just staggered starts you got the 5 30 leading into your eight o'clock pittsburgh game and then two and a half hours later you got seattle vegas uh, I for the florida crowd to be honest <laughs> oh it's it's yeah i mean nah i think they'll be i right. get off work at five head to the rink i think they'll be okay but yeah. um you know solid opening night i i I think everyone's going to have their eyes on that Chicago-Pittsburgh game anyways. Uh, I'm just looking right now. Connor Bedard on FanDuel. Shot prop market, a goal market, plus 200 to score a goal tonight. Kind of like those odds, Dave. Kind of like those odds. How many to score four goals, Mike? Uh, Four goals? Uh, I don't know if I can go with four goals. Uh, That is not an option, but two goals plus 1200 so if you want to bet that twice maybe uh maybe that's a, a way to do it but just, just remember there's a little there's a there's a bar that's been set by one austin matthews that he has to reach on opening night so uh, i wasn't i wasn't aware what 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 happened in opening night for austin matthews I, i'm unaware he might have uh, eric carlson may remember this one when he uh put one between his legs and then beat craig Anderson. could you imagine if connor bedard actually like tied or broke that record against Eric Carlson. He's going to sit there and be like, what the hell? Matthews did this to me, you know, seven years ago, and here we got Bedsy doing it once again. That would be is, hilarious. Is Mike Anderson like close by? Maybe the Pittsburgh can give him a call if he wants to get a net. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, I don't know. Tristan Jari is much better, to be completely honest yeah, with you. Connor Bernard can write on the sick thanks for the memory. Oh man, wouldn't that be funny? Wouldn't that be funny? But uh, yeah, it's going to be a really, really good game. I'm excited to watch it for sure. Glad that it's on opening night. Uh, they were they were smart to do so. Speaking of Bedard, before we get, we'll, we'll take a quick break in just a moment, and then we'll get into our predictions and how we think the season's going to fare. Where do we see Toronto landing uh, in the Atlantic, and and who else are, are going to make up uh, all the playoff teams? And we'll give you our projections of the Stanley Cup champion, a couple of key awards, and whatnot. But uh, in terms of the season you're expecting out of Connor Bedard, give me your prediction. How many goals and points do you think he scores this year? Um, I think, I mean, watching him play in the preseason, this guy is going to find any way to score. Everyone's going to think about, you know, he's not always going to be able to tow and drag and things like that, but that he doesn't need to do that. He, there's He's going to have, who else is Chicago going to put out there to score goals, right? He's going to be on the top power plane. He's got Taylor Hall with them. 
I took Taylor Hall in one of my fantasy leagues, and everyone's like, it was actually not a bad idea considering who he's going to be playing with, right? So I'm thinking, like, there's, I, I think 30 goals should be an easy feat for him. So I'm going to give you the over-unders that are currently on FanDuel. You can make these wagers right now, probably up until game time. So if you're listening to this podcast and they haven't dropped the puck yet, you could probably still make these wagers. But currently the over-under for goals is set at 31 and a half. Yeah, I, I would go with the over for that. See, it's funny because I didn't look at this when I made my prediction, and my prediction was 31. Right on the money. And now I'm like, oh, do I go with the over? I think I would. Like 32 is like the max. Somehow you can actually bet that he scores a hat trick in his first 20 games, and it's only plus 120. There's a lot of fanfare for Connor Bedard, man. I don't know if I, I see him scoring a hattie uh, in his first uh, 20 games, but... 31 and a half. I think I go over, but I, I I think it's like just a little tiny tad bit. I think he scores less than 35, though, in his opening uh, opening season. Points is 68 and a half. Oh, that's that's a tough one there. Like, I think he gets like if he gets like the 32 goals, he's more. We already know he's more of a goal scorer than a you know playmaker. Right. So. I'm. I mean, he is going to have Taylor Hall with him. I think Lucas Reichel is also going to be on his wing too, potentially. Either, like, I don't think it's going to be Nick Foligno, right? Like, I, I just move things around. For me, I'm probably leaning towards sixty-eight. I probably go with the under, unless he goes off on like, and his linemates really step up. So as of now. According to Daily Faceoff, which is, you know, a tool that I like to use when I'm looking to see what lines are around the league. He's currently set to play with Taylor Hall on the left, Ryan Donato on the right. Donato. Donato. Yeah. Lucas yeah, Reichel. Apparently, Lucas Reichel centering his own line with Taylor Raj. This team is terrible. Let me let me let me show you guys what this team is. And this is why it is tough to see. Connor Bedard really going off this year, and it has nothing to do with Bedard. It's more so there ain't much help going on. Like, look at this, look at this group of players that he's got with him. It's like Hall and a bunch of randoms. Like, Ugh. like that fourth line, Corey Perry, Jason Dickinson, Nick Felino. Like, that's just a pure veteran line, but like that middle six, yikes. Like Tyler Johnson, not what he used to be. I mean, Tennessee has got speed, but oh, Boris Kachuk, what what's that guy gonna do for you? This is not a great squad. And even like yeah, if you look at goaltending for this team too, <laughs> the goaltending. Oh, that is one Peter Morazic, and who's their? I don't even know who their who their backup is. Oh, Harvard Soderblom. There you go. I guess Colin Blackwell and Philip Kurashev are on IR. Those guys could factor into your your middle six at some point as well that to help out a little bit. But even like on the power play unit, there's not much help there. Like he's got Taylor Radish and Tyler Johnson as his wingers on the power play. I I don't know if Connor Bedard is going to score as many times as we think. Uh, I don't know if the offense is going to be as prolific as we think, and that's just because there's not a whole lot around him. He'd have to do a lot by himself um 
yeah, I think I'm going to take the under. I think like 31 goals and like 30 some odd assists. So he'll be in and around there, maybe like a 65, 66 point season. But uh, there's not a lot of dudes who can finish on that team. Just a reminder that Austin Matthews in his rookie season when he scored 40 goals, he finished with 69 points. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Great number, by the way. Um, so, yeah, I, I think slightly under the the point totals in the 65-ish point mark and probably like 31 to 32. 33 goals, 33 assists for 66 points. There is my projection for Connor Bedard. Um, all right. Why don't we take uh, a quick break? When we get back, we'll go through uh, division by division, how we think things are going to shake out. We'll talk about who we think are going to win the wild card spots, what the playoffs will look like come the springtime, and then we'll uh, declare our champions and major award winners as well. So that's all coming up on the show. Uh, today's show is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. You can snap into the NHL this season with FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book right now. New customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, that's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, Player props over unders. Like I said, Connor Bedard, first night in the NHL, plus 200, two to one odds to score a goal. I like those odds. You can get them over at FanDuel. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the NHL season. FanDuel, official partner of the Locked On Network. Welcome back into the Locked On Lease podcast. It's Mike DiStefano. Got Dave Morasuti. With me, this is our uh, kind of a season preview show, I suppose, when it comes to league-wide preview. We'll do a lot more, uh, you know, narrow, heavy hitting on the Maple Leaf season on tomorrow's show. So make sure that uh, you are subscribed to us wherever you get your podcasts from. Also up on YouTube, we have daily content coming out Monday through Friday. Uh, all about the Maple Leafs, man. We're, we're all Leafs all the time here at Locked on Leafs. Uh, that being said, a little bit more of an around-the-league look into things this year um, or for this podcast. But let's start in the Atlantic, right, where the Leafs are currently situated. Um, who are the three teams that you expect to win those divisional spots this year in the Atlantic? I mean, I, I still think the Leafs have the best shot at finishing first in the Atlantic. So I still have them at number one there. I'm going Tampa second. Am I confident with it? With Vasilevsky out, not as much. But I've also seen this Tampa team still find a way to make the playoffs with Nikita Kucherov out for a whole season. Yeah, I mean, the goal is a lot more difficult to overcome than one of your contributing forwards. Uh, That being said, it is only expected to be, what, six to eight weeks? So it's like two months pretty much. Maybe it was eight to ten, but basically two months. of a, of a six month season. So they could stay 500 or so in his absence and just rely on, on offense and the guys who they paid a lot of money to score goals, Kucherov point, uh, Sorelli, you know, et cetera. I think they should be okay. So I'm not, I, I don't see them falling out of the playoff race with this Vasilevsky injury. Are they going to be considered, you know, the, the beasts in the East like they are every year? Maybe not. But I think they're still well in the race for sure. Yeah. And then I've had a hard time p- 
picking against the Boston Bruins because this team had 135 points. I know that Patrice Bergeron's gone. I know David Krejci's gone. Even a 30-point drop, they still be close to a 100-point team. They still got Pasternak. They still got Marshawn. Their blue line is still you know, pretty solid themselves. I think they may have to reinvent themselves a little bit as a team because they don't have Bergeron. They don't have Krejci, but I still think that's going to be a half-decent team. They got a good tandem with Swayman and Allmark, so I say third in the East for the Bruins unless things really fall off for them, which I don't know if I can see that. All right, so you've got the Leafs, the Lightning, and the Bruins, so pretty much the same cast of characters we've seen for like three or four Three of the last four years, pretty much, uh, representing the Atlantic Division in the playoffs. Um, so I've got uh, two of those three squads. Uh, I'm curious what one you think I have falling out of the divisional spot. I'm going to pick Boston. I do. I do have Boston falling out. I know I've got Toronto. Yeah, I, I've got Toronto winning the division. Uh, I, I just think that they are equipped to do so i mean they've just continued to have regular six season sets year after year that's not really what worries me about the maple leafs it's what happens in the postseason obviously is is the big uh the big problem with this group and with this squad you know the 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 lack of size on the blue line has never been an issue in the regular season it's it's come playoff time so i still think they're going to score a bunch of goals rack up a bunch of points i think samsonov and joseph wall should be able to be a quality tandem for this team and uh, lead them to their first division title in many, many years. I've got the Buffalo Sabres, though, surprising people, surprising guys, and I've got them finishing second in this division. They finished one point out of a playoff spot a year ago, and I think this team only got better. I think that they all got a year older. You just saw them pay Rasmus Dahlin. Man got paid. Was that 11 11 mil for eight years? Eight times 11 for 88 schmil? Not bad for uh, for Rasmus Dahlin. A little tip of the cap to him. But I think it's a team that's chock full of young talent that continues to to, to take leaps. Dylan Cousins is really a, a star. Tage Thompson becoming one of the best goal scorers in the NHL. You've seen Jeff Skinner return to his dominant form. And they've just gotten better. And you've got you know another year of Owen Power on the blue line. Hopefully, Matias Samuelson can stay healthy and and continue to progress as kind of their number three, number four shutdown defenseman. Um, so I, I like Buffalo goaltending bit of a question mark. Devin Levi is going to try and carry the load there as you know, he enters his rookie season in the NHL. Uh, but if he is the real deal, like people are expecting, I think Buffalo is going to be a lot to handle this year. So I got them at number two with Tampa falling to number three. I think they'll still stay within reach in the wake of the Vasilevsky injury, um, just based on the fact that the team is is just really good up front. Defensively, they're a little, yeah, they'll struggle, I think, but I think it'll be track meets a lot for them and ultimately stick around enough where they'll still be within reach once Vasilevsky gets back and I think they'll go after it. Plus, you look at how much Boston's been depleted down the middle, no Bergeron, no Krejci. Uh, you look at the injuries to the Panthers, on the blue line, Montour's missing the first little bit. Ekblad's missing the first little bit. What are you going to get at Bobrovsky this year? I'm not quite sure. You never know what you're going to get out of that guy from a year-to-year basis. And they only made the playoffs by one point, and it was thanks to a couple of 
reasons. Like it wasn't thanks to themselves. It was because Alex Lyon came through big and also the Pittsburgh Penguins dookied in their pants. Uh, so I've got them kind of, you know, on the outside looking in as well. So Toronto, Buffalo, and Tampa, my uh, my division winners from the Atlantic. The Metro, Dave, who do you got winning the Metro, your three teams winning those divisional spots? Uh, three teams for me, I'm going to go with uh, I mean, almost pretty much similar to last year. Got Carolina, New Jersey, um, pretty much identical in the Rangers. Yeah, I've got the same three. Is that your order? Carolina, Devils, Rangers? Yeah. I, I think it's like you look at how these teams went through the offseason. Like the guy all just kind of went through the offseason and said, we're just going to make sure we stay in the same spot as last year. Yeah, I'm going to give the Devils the slight edge this year. I think that they do take that leap and you see the Devils go, uh, you know, take that leap forward there and, and win this division. But it'll just be a coin flip, honestly, between them and, and Carolina realistically. But I think this year the East is going to run through the Devils. I have them winning the East in general. I think they'll end up with the most points They end up with the top seed home ice advantage throughout the Eastern conference uh, playoffs. Um, What teams are on the outside looking in for you though, Dave, who's catching these wild card positions for you? So I think Buffalo is one. I was tossing up between Buffalo and Ottawa. Ottawa my concern for them is injuries. They don't have a lot of depth and they're already dealing with Josh Norris kind of out. So, and so I'm, I'm a little concerned about that. And I want to see this goaltending in this blue line, see how improved they actually are. We keep hearing about it, but I want to actually see it because that was their issue last year. That's what kept them from making the playoffs last year was that blue line, even with the addition of chicken, right? Felt a little too late. Too little, too late for that. So I think Buffalo for sure. And if the goaltending holds up, I think Pittsburgh can get that last wildcard spot. Yeah, uh, I've I'm with you on one of those two teams. Uh, obviously, I already have Buffalo making the playoffs, so I guess we're kind of, kind of, uh, you know, in lockstep there. I've got Pittsburgh making the playoffs. I think they came in and uh, you know they got better by adding Eric Carlson. Obviously, they added Ryan Graves to that blue line. They added some depth throughout their lineup. You know, Kyle Dubas did a good job. Uh, he 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 spent a lot of money on free agency. He certainly did, but I think that he rounded out that team and gave them a lot more depth than they had previously. Banking on the goaltending situation to kind of fix itself after a, a couple down years is definitely a roll of the dice. But that's what Kyle Dubas does with the goaltending position, apparently. Rolls the dice. Worked out for him last year with Ilya Samsonov. Maybe it'll work out for him again here with uh, Tristan Jari. And if it does, which I believe it will to a certain extent, enough at least for them to claim a wild card spot. Because, man, did the playoffs ever suck last year without Sidney Crosby. I don't want to see it again. So I'm also going to be pushing for the Pittsburgh Penguins to finish in a wild card spot. And I do have the Ottawa Senators winning a wild card spot. Uh, I think that they're much improved. They got a very good top nine. I think that they'll figure it out with Shane Pinto. He will be part of this team moving forward. Um, I don't see him withering away for a whole season. They will figure it out. He'll be on the squad. Hopefully Josh Norris can get back and get healthy and, and he can be a big member of this team as well. But ultimately they're a deep squad. 
top, you know, top nine. They've got a, a solid blue line core that they've been able to to put together there. Jake Sanderson got paid. He's going to be a revelation. You got a full season of Jacob Chicker, and obviously you've got Thomas Shabbat and Artem Zub, who's been a, a pretty solid piece for them as well on the blue line as kind of a shutdown guy. So I like what they've done. And, and Jonas Corpusalo, you saw how good he was last year in that series for the LA Kings. I think that he's a quality, quality goaltender. And uh, they got a decent one-two punch with with him and um, Anton Forsberg. So I like what Ottawa's been building. And this is the year they have to take the step. If like, it's, it's new ownership, man. If they don't take that step, they don't make the playoffs. I think the coaching staff, the GM, we could see potentially some, some house cleaning uh, if things go awry. You look at the last couple of years for that team, they cannot win games in October and November. They have been atrocious to start each and every one of the last like four years and then they find themselves in a hunt late but have already digged themselves way too deep of a ditch um by the time you know march and april come around so if they can get themselves some wins early and i think i saw they have a very uh, strong home schedule early in the year take advantage of it get off to a hot start that's why i see them finally winning a wild card position which means i do have the Boston Bruins and the Florida Panthers and the Washington Capitals all missing out on the playoffs. Dave, what do you think about that? Yeah, I don't have a lot of faith in Washington. I just, that squad doesn't screen to me. They'll, they'll be competitive, but that doesn't screen to me as perennial Stanley Cup, you know, playoff contenders. The Islanders, they have arguably one of the better goaltenders in the league, but mm-hmm. that's really all I kind of like. Yeah, Bo Horvat's not bad. But like that, that team just don't not have a lot of offense. Not a lot no. of offense there. Yeah, Pierre Engvall getting that seven-year deal to be a feature point of this team. <laughs> Your boy, I just yeah. So like, and I know like some people might say the Red Wings could take a step forward, but I still think there's still not with that tandem, right? Billy Huso and blue line. You see that blue line? I've seen it in person. Well, I mean, that was more of the AHL blue line. But, yeah, that blue line, it's going to take some years for that team to get to where they want to be, right? So, Detroit, They got got Justin Hall playing top four minutes. Let's just, let's, 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 you know, keep that in mind. I I kept that in mind when I saw him out there on a five-on-three against the Leafs. And I said, oh, this is going to go great. Um, So, yeah, I, I think... Yeah, and then we know where the Flyers are at. They're they're trying to be one of the worst teams in the league. And the Blue Jackets, that's that's a team that I don't even know what they're trying to be right now. Because yeah, they got some young guys. They want to add a bunch of veterans. Like that was well, there was a there was a plan. There was a plan, yeah. and they had to deviate from that plan when all that stuff blew up with Mike Babcock. I've got a take on the Columbus Blue Jackets, though. I'll save it for a little later in the show when we do our bull prediction, but it might surprise you. Uh, so we'll get to that. We'll get to the West on the other side. Uh, but first, let me tell you about one of today's show sponsors, and it's our friends at Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying your tickets to your next big event. Game Time is fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals all in pricing. Views from your seat and the best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Uh, 
Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you the complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see the view for your receipt before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. They are obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. You can find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, hockey, baseball, concerts, and more. And the game time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section row for last game time, we'll credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork away from buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use the code locked on NHL for $20 off your purchase. Terms apply again, create an account and the redeem code locked on NHL for $20 off download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs podcast. It's Mike DiStefano and Dave Morissuti. We're doing our season preview here on the Locked On Leafs show. So a little bit more of a league-wide show. But keep in mind, we are mainly a Maple Leafs-centric podcast. And uh, you can listen to us five days a week, Monday through Friday. Uh, you can find our podcast wherever you find your podcast at, whichever uh, you know app you use. Also up on YouTube as well. Hit subscribe. Hit the little notification bell as well so you are uh, notified whenever we drop new content each and every day. Let's get to the West, Dave. The Central Division. Uh, who are the three teams you see ending up with Central Division slots come next June or next uh, next April? Yeah, I think Colorado, Dallas. I think those two are going to be neck and neck for tops in that division. And yeah, I mean, like, I, I think it's going to be, I think it should be Minnesota. I was debating putting Nashville in there, but I don't know if they've done enough. Really? Nashville was your team you were debating. Yeah. Team that just paid a goalie and a number one center a crap load of money? Nope. Because it's the same sort of issues. Like, I know you're talking about the Winnipeg Jets. That caught me off guard. Let's first off. The contract? Those contracts. I was working today. Yeah. And I get we see this email from the Jets, and like a lot of teams are emailing their final roster. So we thought initially I thought it was final roster. The Jets announced, and I see these contract signings. I thought it was a spam email first, <laughs> first and foremost, because I'm like, there's no way these two just signed seven year deals. And I'm thinking to myself, well, of course they did. They're both thirty plus. They're now set set for the rest of their careers. So much for wanting to win. Like I understand the Shifley's Jets. Thirty years old. What's that? Shifley's thirty years old now. Mm-hmm. Oh People my god! He's a young so guy. You, he's thirty. So he turned thirty this year, right? So he wow. was the first Jet Winnipeg Jets draft pick since they moved back from Atlanta. Right. He was. That's right. So for me, the issue with putting the Jets in that conversation, I know that they had a down year. Um, and Connor Halbach can obviously will this team into the playoffs himself if he wanted to. But this team, their blue line still screams me as not great. Josh Morrissey, really good. The drop-off after Josh Morrissey is, is apparent to me. Put some respect on my guy Neil Pionk's name, first of all. Okay. And then who Nate else Schmidt's a good player too. I like Nate Schmidt. Nate Schmidt too. He's, he had a really rough year. Player. He did. He did. But you know, I liked what he was able to do there before when he was in 
Vancouver, I thought he was he was decent, and then you know in Washington, you know I thought that he was a, a quality player for them too. So, question is, are these guys going to buy into Rick Bonus after how that last season went? Yeah, it's going to be. You, you bring up a solid point. Is is that relationship fractured or, or soiled too much? And I don't look. It seems like maybe the problem could have lied with one of either uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois and or Blake Wheeler, both of which no longer with this team. Um, So that's a possibility that they've moved on from the what could have been. I don't know this for a fact. I'm not in the locker room, but potentially the problem in the locker room could have stemmed from those two guys. I mean, from the day that Rick Bonus took over, I mean, I good chance him and Blake Wheeler didn't see eye to eye because he stripped the C off that guy's chest. Typically, I would imagine that Blake Wheeler wasn't, was none too happy. And based on the season he had last year, it kind of seemed like he sulked about it all year long. And that could have really fractured the relationship in, within that entire room. So by getting those two out of the locker room and bringing in a guy like Gabe Velarde, who's young, scored 30 goals last year. You bring in Alex Iafalo, uh, a solid, you know, middle six player who, you know, can score 20 goals. And Rasmus Kupari, a good fourth line, you know, young up and coming centerman. I like what they've done. If he, if Cole Perfetti can stay healthy, I do think that up front they're they're, they're pretty solid. Um, the blue line, yes, it definitely could use some work for sure. But whenever you've got the best line of defense behind the blue line, AKA one of the top goaltenders in the NHL and Connor Hellebuck. I like their chances. I have them as one of my three teams making the division, uh, getting a divisional spot. I do have Colorado and Dallas making the, the one and two. And I do have Winnipeg with the number three slot. I had Minnesota, uh, getting a wild card spot. And then the Calgary flames got my, my other wild card spot. Um, I have the Jets getting one of my wall card spots, and that's why I didn't have them top three in the division. Well, so it would be the Jets in Nashville for you? As the wall card? No, I have uh, it as the Jets in Flames as my wall card. How so, is that possible? You got... Uh, so I'm going to go through Colorado, Minnesota, Dallas are my top three. Yep. Then I got, as the two wall cards, Winnipeg... And Calgary. I don't want to call you out here, guy. But how is it possible that you were debating Nashville? Because I have Nashville just Min- missing out as a like I wasn't sure if Nashville was even going to be in the top three at first. So for you, they're either third or not making the playoffs. Yeah, you didn't like Winnipeg can't make third. They're not in the. It's <laughs> well, nope. that makes no sense. No, because I I don't think Winnipeg is better than those three teams ahead of them. But Nashville is Nashville could be if Saros plays as well as he does, and some of the addition and Roman Yossi is back to being you know Roman Yossi, right? <laughs> but I don't, so, they, so Nashville's either finishing what okay, well, either way, Nashville's a boomer bust team for me, right? They're That's a bust why. team for me, they've got nothing, nothing. They got a good goalie, they got Roman Yossi who's aging outside of that. I think they're not even close. To sniff and uh, sniff the playoff spot. Uh, I didn't seem like a team that wanted to tear it down when they should have been. Well, they got rid of Matt Duchesne. They got rid of Ryan Johansson. Like they did to them, though. They were doing nothing for them. I know, but like they didn't replace them with anyone. Hey, Ryan O'Reilly, 
Okay, they brought in Ryan O'Reilly. You're right, they did. They sent Luke Shen. Luke Shen signed in, Luke in Shen Nashville too. In, yes. Okay, so they He's brought in Luke Shen for me. That's why I'm not pointing them in the play. <laughs> they the brought play. in Maple Leaf Rejects. This was what they signed. Well, <laughs> Ryan O'Reilly was felt like more of the reject than Luke Shen did, but yeah. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I, I respect what both those guys brought to uh brought to the organization here in Toronto. Okay, we'll move past that. We'll move past that. Mm-hmm. Um so then who do you have in the Pacific? I guess we completely skip past that one right to, to the wild card stuff. Like Vegas, like I I don't see any of those teams being ursuped in the top three there. I know with the with the Kings, the only concern I have is their goaltending, but they added Dubois. That Cam, was Cam Talbot. I mean Oof. Cam Talbot's rolled his team to the playoffs before, right? Yeah, but then he did not do that with Ottawa last yeah, year. Yeah, well, Ottawa's a little different than LA, in my opinion. True. Like, I have Calgary as a wildcard team, but they could easily get top three. If Markstrom is back to what he should be, because that was a pretty brutal year for him, and it seems like everyone in the Flames is so happy that Sutter's gone, that I feel yeah. like they're, they're in for a better year. I think at least the playoffs in a wildcard team, like for me, I felt like Seattle show that they can be a good team, but their goaltending is also what gives me a lot of worries. Right. Yes. Right. <laughs> so I think Seattle kind of overachieved a little bit last year when they made the wall card. And I know they beat Colorado in round one. Yeah. But Colorado was wounded a little bit last year. Very that's much. not going to happen again. So. I think yeah. Seattle's the team for me that's going to have a drop off. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. That is the team, uh, the lone team, I guess. Or actually, Winnipeg didn't make the team either. But that is one. Of, actually, yeah, they did. Uh, that is the lone team that I have missing out on the West that was in there last year. Uh, I have Edmonton, Vegas, and LA making up the three Pacific spots, and then yeah, Minnesota and, and Calgary. I have also making it in as well. Um, would be shocked. I mean, it's a coin flip. I could see Calgary totally competing and, and even winning that Pacific division. Like if things go well, like I was very high on the flames last year, very oh. high on them. And I mean, they're yeah, the team winning the Stanley Cup last year. Pretty sure. Yeah. Like, like they could definitely still be as good as they were a year ago. Like they, they didn't really do much to to change that 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 roster. So if they get the bounce back from Huberdeau, the bounce back from from Markstrom, um, you know Chris Tanev, if he can stay healthy, you see some guys take that next step. Uh, you see Matthew Coronado is having a terrific, terrific uh, camp with them. You know, make the team if he can end up being, uh, you know, a revelation for that team. I think that Calgary could certainly make some noise here in the Pacific. Uh, certainly a playoff squad in my opinion. All right. Uh, what would be, what's the Stanley cup final matchup, Dave, who's going to the cup final. Give me your, your Eastern champions and your Western champions to avoid the jinxing and potential cursing of Leafs. I'm going to leave them out. <laughs> After what happened last year. Do I have to do that too? Do I have to do that too? No, you don't have to. You can you can put that stuff on yourself. I'm gonna put the Devils in the Cup final, uh, and I'm going to put uh, I'm gonna put Colorado, Colorado in the Cup final. 
this is the year, Dave. This is the year. This is the year. We see the Toronto Maple Leafs. We're going to do this again, huh? Break through, buddy. Break through. They're not only going to win one round. They're going to win two rounds, and they're going to win a third round, and they're going to represent the Eastern Conference in the Stanley Cup Final, and they're going to run up against the Edmonton Oilers, an all-Canadian Stanley Cup Final, McDavid, Matthews, what could be possibly better than that? Nothing, I tell you. That would be just terrific theater. And the one who will be hoisting the Stanley Cup at the end of the day for the first time in his career with the whole city behind him, excited, Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers, I believe, will win the Stanley Cup. But who will be the goalie, Jack Campbell or Stewie Skinner? That is a big question. Yeah, I, 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 it wouldn't surprise me. Jack Campbell looked pretty good in preseason. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me, but that's that's the Oilers' Achilles heel right now. That mm-hmm. or maybe their blue line. Five-on-five play. There's, I mean, we got question marks, with the Leafs. Hey, question marks with the Leafs' blue line, too. Oh, yeah. Like this. The teams are pretty similar if you're if I'm not like if we're gonna be honest here, right? Right. Like, like the Devils, the Devils definitely I think they're they're they are the team that scares me most, I think, if I'm Toronto. Um their big Achilles heels goaltending. And we know yeah. how important goaltending is once you get to the playoffs. And that's a team that worries me, right? Like that's kind of what killed them last year, the Devils, and they didn't address it. They're still going to go with Akira Schmid and, and Vitek Vanacek. So uh, I think it's very possible that this is the year Toronto could steamroll through the East. And uh, look, they could beat Edmonton. I think that would be a, a terrific seven-game series, coin flip series. Um, but at some point, man, McDavid's just going to go Super Saiyan and will this group to a Stanley Cup. And Well, as you saw with Vegas, you need to win the five-on-five battle. Yeah, because if you give this that if you try to give the oldest power play opportunities, we know in the play in the playoffs, that was an issue. They weren't exactly getting all of those opportunities and Vegas found a way to beat them at five on five. This is true. This is true. So whoever does play Edmonton got to be as clean as possible. Mm-hmm. Got to do it. Got to do it. Don't try slashing guys in the face either like uh, one Alex Petrangelo did. Probably also. Yeah. Not 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 a good call. Uh give me a give me a bold prediction, Dave. Bold prediction from this season. Oh, bold prediction for this year. Um you know what? Come back. I want to hear yours first. Okay. I had one that you kind of teased, and I want to get it first. I teased it. I teased it, and mine is about the Columbus Blue Jackets. And it's that I think the Columbus Blue Jackets will remain in the wild card hunt until the final month of the season they'll remain in the wild card card hunt all the way through until april i believe they'll be a competitive team this year i really do i like the makeup of that group i know the situation with mike babcock very unideal but i think they can rally around it if they can get competent goaltending and and look elvis merzlikens when he first got to the nhl was fantastic he was a terrific goaltender the unfortunate um, death of uh, Matthias Kevelnik certainly messed with him 
emotionally. He could tell that it impacted and affected his game last couple of years. Maybe things are different, uh, and he can get back to being the goaltender that we thought he was going to be when he first arrived on the scene in the NHL uh, from overseas. And if they can get that type of goaltending, that uh, they improve that blue line a lot. They've got a lot of good young pieces. I think Goudreau uh, can have a bounce back year. He's kind of a sneaky fantasy guy for me this season, by the way, for all those who are doing fantasy. Uh, by the way, how, how did we draft on fantasy? By the way, for uh, you know, I didn't show you the roster, but I think we did pretty well. I think nice, we did pretty well. So Dave and I are, are on a team together. We're going to be co-managing a team. So you got to actually give me the. Uh, the I got to get you logged in. I got to get you in on yeah. that. Yeah, you got to give me the co-manager here. Where sure, we're going I'm not holding back at all. Yeah, we yeah. did pick Patrick with the very last pick in the draft. By the way, as a stash. we picked who. Patrick Kane with the last pick in the draft. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, somebody we'll did about that all in this draft. So if you want we'll- to get an idea of how that draft went. <laughs> yeah. It was a gag pick. It was a very last. Actually, that was the last pick of the draft. So, but if you okay. want to understand how that draft went. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. Because I know a lot of the, the people who are listening a lot of the men and women listening to the podcast right now and listen on a daily basis uh, took part in this lockdown leaves draft. You know, a lot of the discord family members, which by the way, go join discord. I mean, we're going to be popping off the season's back. It's going to be exciting. We'll put the link down below where you can join us. Um, we got like every single day <laughs> there. People are tweeting about what's going on, sharing uh, all the opinions on the leaves, good little community and family that we got built there. And we got a, a fantasy league going on as well, which is going to be a lot of fun, but day-to-day conversation always within that discord server. Go ahead. So my bold prediction, if you're ready for it. Yep. This is bold. Logan Cooley will win the Calder this year. What? Logan Cooley? All right, I got to go check and see right now what the odds are on FanDuel for that one because that is a bold prediction. Ex- explain your reasoning, sir. Show he your is, work. If, if, if Arizona actually plays this kid, I think he's going to be a star for them. I like what I see. I saw from him. Yeah, it's, it's preseason. I get that. But this team is so different. Just watching him on the ice, he's he's he he is a guy that can put up those points. That you know, we're talking about whether Bedard has enough around him to throw up points. I think Logan Cooley does if they play him, you know, in a decent role, right, with this team. So I I, I do like Logan Cooley. I've been a very high on him since Arizona drafted him, even though he is in Arizona. Um, right now, he's centering. The only issue is he is centering a line right now with Kerfoot and Zucker. <laughs> not, not great. Not the best. Not the yeah. best. I I would have preferred somebody maybe like a Lawson Kraus over Kerfoot. Yeah, uh, or Clayton Keller potentially. Well, Might right be- now Clayton Keller is on a line with Barrett Hayden and Nick Schmaltz. Yeah, I take. I would love for Clayton Keller to play with Logan Cooley. I would too. I, I would too, and I think hopefully he puts himself in that position. That's I, a bold take, man. Logan Cooley plus seven hundred to win the Calder. Connor Bedard minus one twenty five. Got minus money for Bedard to win the Calder. That's, crazy, that's crazy. Maybe I'll have to throw in a little wager on my bold prediction. He's minus one twenty four. So it's Connor Bedard versus the field. The field is plus money. That's how overwhelming. Um, 
favorite Connor Bedard is to win the uh, the Calder. Insane. Mm-hmm. Insane. Uh, I like it. I like it. Did you say who your champ was going to be? Did I even say who my champ was going to be? No, uh, I think you just gave us your final, but you never said who's going to be lifting Lord Stanley. Not. I have it as Colorado. Okay. I could see it, man. I could see it. If not Edmonton. That team is going to be pissed off after what happened last year. Yeah. I don't know if Landis Cog is even going to be a possibility to return, but they could they yeah, could put, pull some Kucherov edition late in the playoffs, uh, bring it back for the playoffs. We'll see. We'll they, see. They did say it was going to be a full year surgery. So yeah. Another sneaky, sneaky fantasy player. Jonathan Druin. Did we get I, Druin? We did not get Druin. I had him and he was picked. He was in my queue. He was I did it's not like I didn't think about him. I did think he's about playing him. top line minutes alongside McKinnon and Rantanen. This guy's gonna put up some decent numbers this year. And he's gonna be that's also been his issue. I think like last year was one of the first years he's been able to like be relatively healthy from when he was with Montreal. He had a lot of he there's a lot of things at play with Montreal, but he him and McKinnon, really good buddies from you know their time obviously together. Uh, playing for the Halifax Mooseheads years ago back in junior. So, you know, playing back with him, I'm sure, is uh, a blessing, and he's going to love it, and I think get back to loving hockey, and it could turn into a solid season for old Johnny Druin. Um, so maybe th- there's another little bold prediction. Jonathan Druin. Jonathan Druin will end up with more points. I don't know if this is a bold take or not. You tell me this is bold. Johnny Druin ends up with more points than Matthew Nye. Uh Yeah, Matthew Nyes. I don't think that's a bold take. Nice don't. I, I don't even think. Uh, Tyler Bertuzzi. He ends up with more points actually, than Tyler Bertuzzi. I think Bertuzzi is going to have a good year, obviously. So do I. That one's a little That one's a little, little strong. A little strong of a take, the Bertuzzi mm-hmm. one. But I think he outproduces. I think he does outproduce uh, Domi and Nyes. I do think that does happen. So, yeah. All right, man. I'm excited for the season. Excited for the year. Should be a lot of fun. We got three games tonight. Nashville, Tampa, Chicago, Pitt, and then Seattle, Vegas. And then tomorrow, full slate, including the Toronto Maple Leafs. And uh, we will reconvene here tomorrow morning. We'll do another podcast. We'll set up the game, tee everything up and do our over-under predictions as well for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So we'll dive deep into how we think the Maple Leafs are going to fare this upcoming hockey season. That'll do it for us here today on the podcast, though. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Lockdown Leafs podcast on all podcast platforms. Receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at D underscore Morissuti and follow the show as well at Lockdown Leafs. Go ahead. Leave a like if you enjoyed this video. Comment down below on YouTube. You know, who do you think is going to win the Stanley Cup? What's your big, bold prediction of the season? I'm excited to hear what you might have to say. Uh, and leave a review also. If you're listening on iTunes, leave a little, you know, five stars and a quick review. That would uh, help us a lot as well. We'll be back in another episode for y'all tomorrow. But until then, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.